have to win there. Painter understands oh, it. Oh, anybody? God, I can't see the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. What's up, Boiler Nation? It's Thursday night, December 28, 2023. The last Boiler Breakdown podcast for the year of 2023. Hard to believe that 2024 is knocking on our doorstep, but here we are. I'm Tanner Lee, co-host Evan Webb in the house. Other co-host Andrew Eiler hopefully will be joining us uh, eventually at some time during this podcast. But uh, Webby, how are we doing? How was your Christmas? Did you get any new Purdue merch going well tan um yeah christmas was good had quite a few as as we do now as as adults um have a couple between different families but it was all good did get some new purdue gear um so i'm excited to uh wear that to mackie whenever i can get back yes sir uh, yeah i well i still have a few christmases to go we unfortunately had some illness come through my household last week and delay a few of our christmases but out of the, because uh, like you said, you know, getting adults, being married now, we mm-hmm. have a lot of different Christmases. Mm-hmm. But the few I've had so far, I have got two new Purdue items. And I, I like you, am excited to wear my Mackie, which mm-hmm. I finally get back next Friday against Illinois. It'll be my first nice. trip to Mackie this year. So looking forward to it. And, so that game uh, got a little more interesting today. <laughs> that game got a little more interesting. <laughs> um, if, if, if you haven't heard already, Illinois star Terrence Shannon. Uh, got accused of rape, so yep. he is suspended from the team, obviously, yep. indefinitely. Uh, investigation, I'm sure, will be ongoing, and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's a big time blow to the Illini, a team that looked like they were probably going to be Purdue's biggest competition for a Big Ten title. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they play a style that you know could be, you know, could cause Purdue to slip up a little bit. And just, you know, we saw it kind of last year. I mean, Purdue beat and Mackey, but um, kind of what Illinois does, they fell behind late last year and they came storming back because they're long and athletic and they could hit a, you know, barrage of threes all at once. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, they seem to be a little bit better this year. So, um, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a massive blow. I mean, he was <clears throat> not saying he was close, but he was definitely probably up there with Edie in terms of player of the year contention big yeah. and national player of the year because he was playing so well um but yeah it's horrible situation um all around um not something to joke about that's for sure but um, no not ho- at all hopefully it uh hopefully all gets situ- gets figured out and the truth comes to comes to light so yeah yeah definitely he he was uh thinking a lot of media he was making the first half all-american team that mm-hmm. they do so yeah, yeah, big time blow, but we'll see what comes out of it. It's uh, I don't know. I I sure hope. I I sure hope if it's anything even close to what's being alleged that yeah they kick him off the team. I sure hope they yeah. do what's right. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. We've seen we've seen some other Big Ten programs uh, when you think that players should get kicked off, they don't. So right. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, tonight's episode is going to be an interesting one. It's the last episode of 2023. Um, and it's been pretty quiet on the basketball front. Uh, Purdue did beat the Jacksonville Dolphins last Thursday love, night. I love that nickname. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, yeah. I think they're the only Division One team with that nickname, I think. I could be mistaken, but I don't know of any others off the top of my head, but the uh, Boilers took care of business. Um, Mm -hmm. It took them a little while in the first half to get going. Mm -hmm. And I embarrassingly, I don't remember the last time I've done this. And I told you, Webby, throughout that day, I talked to you, or maybe it was the day before. I think it was the day before when we did the podcast. I said, I keep forgetting that we play. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I was a little preoccupied, you know, holiday season, everything. And like I said, we had some illness come through my house. So I was out running an errand or two. 
picking up some dinner, which went to Culver's and it took way too long. Ooh, solid choice. Um, solid it, it was very good, but God, it took so long. I was not very happy. <laughs> I got home to turn something else on. I was going to watch a series that my wife and I enjoy. And I flipped <laughs> on the YouTube TV. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it was six minutes left in the first half. when I started watching completely blanked it. And then not only was I mad, I forgot we were playing. I was mad because that whole time when I was sitting at Culver's, I could have been listening to the game. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, I don't know what podcast I was listening to, but I was just, I'm like, I feel like a bad fan. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. And I know you, I think you were uh, occupied that night and couldn't watch the game. But I, Gosh, when was that game? When was, it, when was this game I take place? I think you were doing Top Golf. If I, oh if yeah, I yeah. Play. I was it took my it was th- last Thursday. Yeah, last I, Thursday. I, yeah. yeah, I took my my team out to uh, kind of celebrate end of the year. Went to Top Golf and uh, up in Fishers, and we went there. I'm like, hey, it's gonna be great. You know, we're gonna get there. I think we got there like five thirty. Game starts at six thirty. I was like, you know, I'll be able to watch the game for because I think our reservation was like for two hours. So like, I'll, I'll see the first half and go home, catch the second half, and we get there and get all set up and. Um, I try. I, you can like change the channel, the ch- change the TV channels on a uh, on the Top Golf thing, and I go to change it, and Big Ten Network is not an option. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> wow! It was like ESPN, ESPN Plus, or not? It was ESPN, ESPN U. You know, like your typical network stations. Yeah. So I turned on Louisville and Kentucky game, um, and uh, was very upset. But then one of my reps um, uh, t- pulled up on his phone because I because I also time so I use YouTube TV. But um, I should probably put this. Up, put this. Shouldn't put this out in the air. But I don't. Uh, I share it with a family member, and you're, it's all based on like where like you're. I located. guarantee you're not the only person that listens <laughs> to this podcast. And so podcast. it's based off where my dad lives because we share an account, um, and I do not live in the same zip code. So oh, what YouTube TV does is like after if you're not in that zip code for a certain amount of time, you think it says like, oh, you have um, like three months to get back to where you are. And then I haven't been home in a long time in this stretch. Um, you know, I wasn't home for Thanksgiving because of travel and all that. And so I didn't get a chance to kind of reset my timer. And so it actually, like in the last like two weeks, it like, like we, we couldn't watch. Um, and I was watching it on my dad's account. Um, but, and I was like, so I tried to log into his, but in order to do it, does do Google is a two two part authentication? Two and my dad was out. at the game, so I wasn't going to text my dad saying, "Hey, to log into Google." And through said things, so I was just like mad. But then my one of my reps had DirecTV, and he pulled up on his phone, so you didn't miss much. Purdue did did did, yeah. did did uh, put up a hundred burger on the Dolphins, yep. which was nice, hundred fifty seven. Like I said, I started watching six minutes left, and it was a ten point game. I'm like, what's going on here? But then Purdue yeah. stretched out to a 45 to 27 lead a half, then outscored the Dolphins 55 to 30 in second half for the 157 point win. Um, the leading scorer of the game was actually a Dolphin, Robert McCray at 22 points. Um, yep. Zach Eady was the leading scorer for Purdue with 18 points, eight rebounds. But uh, everybody contributed a little bit. Um, Trey Kaufman ran 15 points, mm-hmm. six boards, four assists, and 19 minutes of play. Six for nine from the field. Uh, Braden Smith only two points, uh, but three rebounds. Only shot Which twice. Is just hilarious after coming off the Arizona game where you know he was so crucial in that game. It's just finally you can just have a game where doesn't he have to do anything and we still can yep. dominate. <laughs> well, between Braden and Fletcher, eight points, uh, mm-hmm. three of ten shooting. Just didn't need him. Lance Jones had the uh, most shot attempts with eleven. He made six of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. He was two for six from behind the arc. 16 points. Miles Colvin, nice to see the freshman at 11 points and 17 minutes off the bench. Um, most of the roster played. There's only two mm-hmm. walk-ons that did not get in. Um, yeah, Carson Barrett is behind the back pass to William Berg for that the dunk. Dirty. That got the 100 <laughs> points. That was the highlight of the night, I think, for everybody yeah. in yeah. attendance. So, But a nice for Purdue to take care of business. I mean, Jacksonville is a team uh, that uh, I would say – Similar to a 16 seed team that has oh, yeah. given Purdue yeah. problems in the past. So, them, Texas Southern, you know, Sanford, beginning of the year, all these games are definitely Morehead like very State. much Morehead State are very much like, I think Morehead State could probably be, maybe a little yeah, better. Yeah, they're probably maybe a little better. 15, now, 14, yeah, maybe. Probably um, right. um, you, you look at you know, these types of games, it should be, um, you know, Games that get improved. Oh, granted, we've we've done well in the past in these types of games, but hopefully, I mean, obviously, with what happened 
last season that they seem to just, they just take care of business and just move on, which is what you can hope for come March with these right. smaller teams. Right. So uh, Purdue uh, finishes out their non-conference schedule tomorrow uh, night at Mackey with a 7 o'clock Big Ten Network game against the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. East Kentucky is 4-8 and eight on the season. I don't ever recall playing them in basketball before. I'm sure we probably have. I do yeah. recall playing them in football a couple of times, and that's where former Purdue head coach Danny Hope mm-hmm. came from Eastern Kentucky. He was the head coach there. So a uh, little <laughs> bit of history there for you. But, um, yeah, just it's kind of like the same thing with the Jacksonville game last week. Mm-hmm. Get through the game. Take care of business. Don't get anybody injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, buckle up for Big Ten play starting next week at College Park against Maryland, which mm-hmm. Maryland's not real strong out of the gates this year, but still a road environment. We 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 know. Yeah, last year's Maryland game was probably the more most. frustrating. <laughs> more frustrating oh, yeah. games. Uh, yeah. I hope that the students aren't there. Um, but but Maryland's such a. I mean, last year at Maryland, they were undefeated at home all season, but like were horrible on the road. So I think they're kind of similar this year. So I mean. It's a road game. Um, going back to East Kentucky, get- they we do have a common opponent. They did play Alabama last weekend oh. and lost uh, 111 to 67. So, right. so, so there, there's a common opponent there. I was looking at some of their stats, and I, I didn't. I meant to look this up, I didn't. But um, their leading scorer is a uh, forward, and he has not taken a three point attempt this year. And I was like, I wonder. It might be maybe going back to playing Indiana and Trish Jackson Davis from last time Purdue's played somebody where our leading score and their leading score had has not attempted a three pointer all year. <laughs> so Ours did against Jacksonville. It was a two. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. That's right. You're yeah. right. It still yeah. looked like a three to me, but yeah, yeah you're was, right. You're yeah. right. Because I was right. listening on the I was listening on the radio and they like as soon as it happened, they're like, Oh, um, they're signaling that potentially it could be a two. Um, and then they, does they, he attempt one in Big Ten play, Webby? Oh, yeah, I think so. Does I think he make some, so, I hope, God, I hope so. I hope it's at home. I hope it's at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blows the roof off that place. Yeah. Uh, I think it's see it against, like, again, like a Penn State where it's a blowout. Where it, I mean, it seems like he's done it. He did it in the exhibition game, which obviously doesn't matter. He did it in this game where it didn't matter. Like, I don't see him doing it in a game where it's close. Maybe if we're up like 15, you know. Or if against... for some reason, if he's around the three-point line and shot clock's down low, hey. has to <laughs> chuck one up. I don't know what he'd be doing out there on purpose. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah that's, I thought it was an interesting set because usually, you know, especially these small teams we've played, usually their leading score is a guard of some sort who's, you right. know, has chucked up a ton of threes. And I was like, man, this guy's not shooting 0% for three. Like, I wonder how many he's taken. And I looked and he's like, oh, he's taking zero this year. Um, so that's it. I feel like an interesting stat. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, so the next week's schedule looks like at Maryland and then hosting Illinois. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about at the top of the podcast next Friday night at Mackey, eight 30. That'll be a fun one. Um, should be a top ranked opponent. I mean, Illinois, uh, they'll be interesting. Let's see if they fall in the rankings at all. And I don't think they should because no. that's not the other players faults. So right, and I feel like with rankings, I feel like now that could maybe affect. They do play FTU seating. tomorrow. They do. Illinois. They do. I feel like Just they can maybe can't escape them. <laughs> I feel like they can maybe affect like a seed line um, when someone's. I mean, we saw it with Robbie. Oh sure, um, sure. So it's like you know, I could see like you know, AP voters like, hey, you know, because all I mean, AP voters are stupid anyways. All they see is who won, who lost. Especially now with bowl games going on, probably half of them aren't even watching these games. Um, so I would assume, unless I mean, top ten—I don't know what other top ten teams are playing this week. There's not a whole lot of not like lot chances of for top ten teams to really slip up. Um, and yeah, Illinois no... does play Northwestern at home next Tuesday, but that won't affect the rankings. Rankings come out right. Monday. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't—I wouldn't think that they would jump anybody. And I guess well, Marquette does play Creighton on Saturday, so if oh, maybe if Marquette were to, if Marquette were to lose and Illinois wins, you would assume they would just naturally just get bumped up, you know, one, just because of the fact that that's just what happens with the rankings. So it'd be cool to have a top 10 matchup in Mackey. Um, but yeah, obviously that, that game is much different now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, nope. it's still, uh, still got to take care of business. And that's mm-hmm. a team I definitely want to beat. Uh, I want to beat every team, but they're, they're towards the top of my list of, 
opponents mm-hmm. I want to beat really bad for a lot of reasons. Going back to Eastern Kentucky, for those who follow Ken Palm, they're ranked 263rd in Ken Palm. Have the 224th ranked offense, 292nd ranked defense. All right. Top 100 in, in tempo. And for and Purdue is, for for reference, is second in Ken Palm, second ranked offense, 12th ranked defense, uh, 111th in tempo. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, pretty quiet right now on the basketball front, which is fine because it's going to yeah. gear up and not be quiet starting next week through the rest of the season. So, yeah, I was actually one. I was actually thinking about this yesterday because I was like, man, usually like we haven't seen pictures. Usually, like the team, like they would post about like you know, I saw the women's team posted pictures of like their first practice back from the, from the break. I was like, man, we haven't seen anything about the team practicing or anything like that. And then they saw pictures of their annual bowling tournament. Yeah. Did Painter does Painter play in that thing? <laughs> he must. How how I understood it is, it looked like six man team, and they take the four best scores. So okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's fun. I think I think I don't know what bowling alley. It's not the one in the union. I don't know where it's they not, do that. It at. used to be. It used to be. I, unless they, it. Well, in in the, it's been a while since I've been to the bowling alley. But yeah, I last time I went to the union, I went downstairs to check out the renovations of it. So maybe the wall is just completely different than what I remember it being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I took bowling class. I should I should know what that bowling alley looks like. And, and that is a class I, I would not miss that class. That was a fun class. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, looking forward to Bicton season. Should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. But um, but the title of this, and this is kind of rare, being we're in the, right in the middle of basketball season, is football related. And the title of the podcast tonight, unfortunately, is Nick Scorton enters transfer portal. Kind of caught all Purdue, it definitely caught all Purdue fans off guard. I think it caught the Purdue staff off guard when they found out about it. And Purdue, arguably their best defensive player, I mm-hmm. uh, tied the Big Ten in uh, the lead for sacks this year. Um, junior or junior to be sophomore right now, Nick Scorton uh, entered the transfer portal earlier this week. Um, man, that's just a big blow to the defense. I thought we were kind of out of the woods on this one mm-hmm. with him and. And a few others being that it was he entered on day 22 of the portal. You think it would have been early on if he was going to do it. But I guess this is the risk in that. I don't want to say the risk you take because there's nothing you can do about it. But I guess a problem that's going to occur maybe more times than you wish when kids go home mm-hmm. on Christmas break or any holiday break. They have their circle down there and people around them and people in their ear and Maybe they get offers that they weren't expecting and things happen. Things change. Um, but it, it, it kind of came out today on Golden Black that the uh, rumor, just rumor, just reporting the rumors, that uh, he was getting paid pretty well at Purdue. It sounded yeah. like uh, $20,000 for 10 months. Well, each A month, month yeah. Months. Yeah, each month for 10 months, so $200,000. <laughs> but if, if the rumors are correct, that a big – money time player as in a school like Texas A&M's coming at you with $650,000 plus a car and a house. Wow. Yeah. The house thing gets me. It's like, okay, is that like, they're like, just, is it like, Hey, we're going to pay your rent for this house. Or is it like, Hey, we bought a house. This is your house. (laughs) Sort of like, I just want to know. I mean, I have no idea. My Um, thing is, that is not name, image, and likeness. No, it's not. No, it's not. Like, I mean, I, oh. It's the, what's it's, what's the problem? I kind of texted you guys this this afternoon or this evening when that kind of info came out. Um, yeah, it's just that's the thing that bothers me about the NIL because like that's the kind of stuff that was done. It was it's always been done. You know, you always right. you heard about guys like getting cars or getting houses or whatever. I liked and it, it better always, when we didn't know about it. Right, it was under the table or <laughs> or you know, well, like Reggie Bush's mom got a house or so, something like that. Like right. it was always like it felt like it was few and far between. It was usually like reserved for you know the elite of the elite players, and um, but now it's just like. It's just all out in the open because, and part of it too is, I mean, it goes back to the NCAA and just how stupid they are, and mm-hmm. you know, they fought this for so long, and now like I don't even know like what like going and going back to our conversation last week about the two-time transfer. It's like you know the NCAA every time they try and like enforce something, they just get sued by somebody 
and then yep. they lose. Like, like what at this point, what's the point? They have no power. They have no power. And, they've and, yeah, and they've like, drugged their feet for so long. And then like now it's just the point where like where they just have I mean, they could have gotten out this gotten out ahead of this so long ago yep. and you know done a good job, but they've just yeah, the powers that be just suck. I'm, um, I'm just really worried about the future of college football. Something needs to happen and happen yeah. relatively quickly. Yeah. They gotta rele- relegate this somehow. Yeah, because regulate, yeah, not yeah. relegate, regulate. Yeah, because it's just the whole thing. Like, I mean, when you hear that, like, offered a house, it's like that's not like the money. Sure, it's like, hey, we know we, you know, and even like the car. Like, I feel like because you know, like Hudson Card, I heard, I hear him all the time on, you know, doing promos for, you know, a car dealership and right. a lot, whatever. It's like that makes sense. Like, hey, you know, hey, we'll yes, that's part of car it. for you. That's part of it. You do these courses one hundred percent, and even like for sport, like that, like. Unless he's doing some commercials for a leasing agency, I, I mean, I have no idea. But even then, right, it's just like, right, good God, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, and you know, it's interesting. I hadn't thought of this really until earlier today, talking with another friend because we were kind of talking about how the NFL this year. We think the play overall is kind of down across mm-hmm. the NFL, and and it's a little sloppy. And, and we also talked just officiating, but we could go down mm-hmm. that rabbit hole for an hour <laughs> in all sports, yeah. but. You know, we started wondering, you know, with, with these guys, these college football players getting paid these enormous amounts of money, could that impact the play of the NFL to where they're not as driven when they get in the league? Or, yeah, you know, they kind of lose that determination or that that hunger to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure for some of these guys, it's everything they have just to go to class when they're getting paid a right. million dollars or, you know, life-changing money. Even like, I mean, just, just six figures. It's like, and that's especially yeah. for some of these, I mean, it'd be even for anybody. Like, like can you imagine yeah. getting paid 20 grand a month in college? Like, good <laughs> Lord, the stupid shit we would have done. When, when, when like, I, when I was a, a manager at Purdue the second year, when I got paid, I was making minimum wage. I was thrilled. I yeah. was, it gave me some pocket change to, yeah. or uh mad mush cheese sticks and uh <laughs> 12 pack of beer. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, when I was, when I was refereeing and I was working for intramurals like that. I mean, that was like kind of my fun money. It was like, you know, anything yeah, exactly. bad. Like, it's like get paid. Cool. Going to the bar this weekend. Like just stuff like that. Like we're going, going to dinner or something. We're going to, you know, mad mush monocles, whatever it may be. But like if we, I had 20 grand a month, I would have been getting bottle service somewhere <laughs> else every night. <laughs> yeah. Lots other I, things. Yeah. But like, it's just, um, I mean, that is a good point because, like, I mean, and some of these guys, I mean, Scorton's definitely not included in that because he's he's right. definitely he's definitely going to be in the NFL at yeah, some point. Um, but like, and I, I I don't fault like some of these guys like as much as it sucks like especially when it happens to Purdue or whatever. It's like you know, if there's a right. guy who's you know in his fifth sixth year and he's like I'm not going to the league like you no know, I've got you know I'm either injuries or whatever just you know I'm just not or you know. I'm done with football. I just want to do one more year or whatever. Like, why not go get a big payday? Like, you know, right, you're making right. stupid money. I get that 100%. And also, it's hard to – really, I can't fault the kids chasing the money because, like, they can help out their families or whatever their situation they come from. But, yeah, it's a good point. Right. Like, a lot of times you hear, like, these guys, like, when they get to the league, it's like they're now, like, fighting for their family. I mean, like, they're trying to set up their family for – which is really cool because some of these guys come from absolutely nothing. And then all of a sudden now this family's got generational wealth because, you know, certain guys were able to stick it out for – a decade in the league and get multiple contracts and really set themselves up for a great future and their families for a great future. And now these guys can do that as a, as a much younger age, but it's yep. a good point. I mean, I definitely, you know, adversity definitely drives these guys. I feel like, and when yeah, you're struggling to get to the league, just or struggling, you know, while you're in college, cause you know, you're, maybe these guys aren't getting paid back in the day and that definitely drives them to get to that point. But when, you know, you're driving around a, in a you know sixty thousand dollar car and you know don't have to worry about anything right now until you get there. It's like that definitely. I mean, I don't. I, I it affect me. I'm sure for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know I I gotta think the longer this stuff goes on over the year, next few years, we're gonna see a lot of locker room conflicts, a lot of cracks in the foundation, a lot of teams because it's just. I mean, I'm sure it's already happening, but you're gonna have finger pointing. You know, why is he making? Mm-hmm. X amount of money when I'm only making X amount of money and, and, and stuff like that, it's, it's going to be pretty fascinating, but I just, I mean, I, I'm worried about it overall through the, all of the whole college sports landscape, but most 
strictly about football right now. Cause I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I think I texted you and Andrew this. If not, I meant to, I know I text somebody about this, but uh, I, there's 133 FBS teams, division one. Mm-hmm. I would say about 113 of those Purdue included are in the same spot mm-hmm. where they are a feeder system right now for the mm-hmm. other 20. Yeah. I mean, it, I think I might even said this when, after it happened, after scoring, it's just like it feels like Purdue's a farm system now, like right now, yeah, the way it is, yep. like like until like, and part of it too is, you know, a school like like Texas A&M was was one was kind of the forefront of the conversation because of the news about scoring, but also I mean he's from that area, so it makes a lot of sense for him if he wanted to you know go home. And then um, Garrett Miller, who left Purdue, yep. retweets yep. it. It's big Nick hashtag Gigum. That kind yeah. of right there's like okay, there's something right there. But. Yeah, but it's like you know you're dealing with, you know like oil money down there which is like it's a whole nother realm that we can't even comprehend like yeah like we you know we talk about we want purdue to you know you know have donate and all which obviously we you know if we can we should that sort of thing but it's like you know people are like well how can you know these you guys aren't getting a return on their investment it's like these dude like these oil tycoons like that is a drop in the bucket to <laughs> oh, drop yeah. a couple million on a player yeah. like and it's, it's all eager, like in part of it's usually just like with these programs like whether it's football or basketball, like Kentucky, Indiana, you know, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, like these places that have like these massive donors who do this. Like part of it too is just their ego. They want to be able oh, to yeah. say, you know, like, you know, I was a part of the reason that, you know, they won a championship because I was able to do this and that. Like, and so it's like that stuff, there's, there's no price tag for that, for that. No, um, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, I think, I think someone on the board says like, this is really going to hopefully bring into light like what the difference is between a million and a billion is because like it's like it's unfathomable the difference between like a million dollars and like what a billion dollars is because mm-hmm. that's who's that's who's doing this or the billionaires not the not the guys who are making you know one or two million dollars you know like, no. owning a law firm like it's it's the oil tycoons the you know horse and bourbon money in, in louisville which was you know scoring's gonna go visit here <laughs> like it's, it's it showed out yesterday though that's for sure <laughs> That will infuriate me. I, I understand Jeff Brom recruited him. Yeah, but and Hagen. And Hagen, too, is the thing. Yeah. He's better schematically for Ryan Walter's system than Ron Ingles. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. die on that hill. Yeah. And it proved it this year. I mean, that's yeah. another thing, I think. And I'm not one to speak because I'm not getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I understand there's a difference between 650000 and 200000 I'm not mm-hmm. good at math, but I know that difference. <laughs> <laughs> but but you got to still think, and maybe this is just the fan in me that kids would still, these athletes still would look to see where they fit best schematically so they can have better seasons of production to where when they make it in the league, they're getting draft higher and making mm-hmm. more money. Right. But they yeah. probably don't think that way because no, they're probably I mean, their circles. Don't get your bag now. Cause you never know right. what's going to happen. And if yeah, which I mean, they have a point, which to that, I get, it's like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the other stuff. I mean, it's like, yes, he was, you know, he was a freshman under Jeff Brom. He was, you know, so right. yeah, another year. And, but it's like, yeah, his production was off the charts this year mm-hmm. compared to what it was the year before. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing. I, mean, I can see, like, again, the fit, like, again, going back to, like, you know, the guy who just, like, I've got a year left. Like, yeah, maybe it don't fit the system great, but, you know, they're paying me. But it's like, but the guy's like, this dude can legit be, you know, Maybe not Big George, but maybe like I mean second round. I mean, but if if he has a drop off, like maybe he slipped. Man, if you slip from second to fifth, like it's a pretty big pay cut. And he was, I mean, and I don't know how much legacy means to these guys anymore. No. He was he was going to be a the next member of the Denver defensive ends, even though well, oh yeah, he's technically a linebacker, but I mean, rushes enough. I think you can consider him defensive end, but yeah, um, yeah, it's but. Is what it is. Big hole on Purdue's defense now. I mean, that pretty. And what stinks is Purdue's had a good December. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, I think they've done pretty darn well in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the recruiting class that they signed yep. on paper. I think they did a really good job. And in in like you you text Andrew and I, I think we got to be very thankful we have a young, energetic head coach. Mm-hmm. So if we had a head coach in the sixties. Especially a first-time division, a first-time Power Five head coach in their sixties, maybe they're not uh, energetic enough to put up with this. Right, especially when you like when like when this kind of stuff happens. Like, I mean, because I mean, again, it's hard to feel bad for people when they make millions of dollars. Um, but it's like, yep. I, I don't even know like 
how you can like sit back and like enjoy any of this like time off because like you got i mean because now it's like i mean this is like i didn't think about you know like like he was at the top like we thought we were out of this like we thought with him like him and jenkins were, were top two priorities like going into the offseason like secure them then we're good and then because even like nick was was you know tweeting at people like you know transfers yeah. or recruit, high school kids like you know just trying to recruit him here so it's just like and all of a sudden it just comes out it's just like god you know, it sounds like the yeah, staff did their due diligence went down and met with his family i mean yeah I, it just it's sounds like, like purdue there was nothing else purdue could do no which i mean unless like again they dropped an enormous either they either they don't have or they you know they wanted to allocate to other people right. too like obviously right. you gotta take care of everybody else too um yeah it just sucks it's just like man it does like it and it was nice that I'm glad they shortened the transfer window, but again, it's just like and when you see a guy go in that late, it's like okay, he know, like he's he knows where he's going, and like again, there's a whole tamper thing which doesn't exist because <laughs> they don't enforce it. Like it's, uh, just like professional sports, when there's not supposed right. to tamper for free agency, and all yeah. of a sudden, especially the NBA, that one's always crazy. Yeah, the, 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 the minute it goes starts, it's like or even like it's reported this guy's going to sign with this team tomorrow. It's like hold on, how? Yeah, how have they even talked? Right. Yeah. Back channeling. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating and. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do. I mean, it's the wild, wild west. I mean, to a it is. We thought it was. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was bad when Nigel Pack didn't choose Purdue, went to Miami for that. But it was like, man, it's like this was just, I mean, this was a gut punch because it was a guy who actually, like, we know what he can do because yep. he did it for our team. And um, yeah, I don't know if maybe something had you know he. So his the report on on three said he went for winning culture, which that I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of hurt, but also like, I mean, I don't know. Um, but like, Louisville's you know, not going to win any national championships. No, um, ACC is weak though. My God, they're yeah. they're doing yeah. horrible in the bowl. I mean, granted, bowl games are you know interesting now, but I mean, like, I think Louisville had a lot of their guys yesterday, and they had their starting quarterback, uh, which matters a lot. Um, and he struggled against a defense that. Let can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, <laughs> and USC's backup quarterback, who's not even going to start next year, put on a show. Yeah, just um, on English defense. But you just, oh, you wonder if like maybe him, you know, leading the Big Ten in sacks, but not getting first team All Big Ten at that, maybe like you know, pissed him off. It's like you know, if I go to a bigger school, maybe I can get the you know the accolades that you know I deserve. I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know. I'm not in his camp. Otherwise, I would have told him something different. But at this point, I, I mean, I'm I'm disappointed and frustrated, no matter where he goes. But I, I want to see him go to a Florida State or a Texas A&M. At this point, if he goes to Louisville, yeah. I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing I can do about it. So it makes no sense for me to lose it. But yeah, I'm not gonna be happy. Especially when you hear reports about how NIL was conducted during the previous regime, and now all of a sudden they're just you know flaunting it down there, which you knew they would. And how it's so easy for them to recruit. They don't have to try as hard. Grabbing seventh-year quarterbacks. Yeah. It just – yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. It and is. I hope we don't see it in basketball anytime soon. You know, it's, I mean, because I saw people like, you know, we, we just need to funnel all of our efforts into basketball. It's like, if, I mean, yes, I, I love that idea because I'm, you know, a basketball fan more, technically right. slightly more. But it's like football is what makes everything go. If you don't have a football even program – Even at Kansas, like, Duke, and Indiana even. I mean – Right. And it's like, it's like, well, look at, you know, Villanova, look at Gonzaga. It's like, this is also like we're in year two, three of this, you know, new experiment with, you know, conference realignment, transfer portal, and I, all that kind of stuff. Like, let's see, you know, in five years where these programs are at. I mean, I've kind of seen it with, you know, Villanova as soon as Jay Wright left, which again, like going back to a part of it, I think was he was just tired of dealing with the transfer mm-hmm. portal and all this other stuff. Like, they're not the same. I'm not saying many yeah, others are decent this year, but they were not great last year. And we've even, you know, Gonzaga, who is, you know, was, you know, they haven't been in the last couple of years, really. They, they've kind of slipped up a little bit. Um, you even see teams like, I mean, like there's a whole thing about, you know, Alabama and Clemson. Now, and once the transfer portal became a thing in NIL, like all of a sudden those teams weren't dominant like they were prior. And it's like, you know, probably because, you know, Alabama, you know, they could, they could stash, you know, five stars behind each other mm-hmm. because they didn't want to transfer. So they didn't want to lose a, you know, lose a year. Um, you know, I knew as soon as they, you know, once they got their shot, they're going to win a national title. Um, but as soon as the transfer portal was a thing, they could, you know, they weren't safe enough. So they're not dominating as much. So I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Purdue's benefited that from that a little bit in football. I mean, they get, mm-hmm. they grabbed a, 
uh, Nyland, Nyland, Nyland. I don't know. No idea. Haven't that. heard it. Haven't heard it said out loud. So I'll sure. go with Nyland Green, a yeah. cornerback from Georgia. Was yep. a previous uh, previously ranked five star a couple years ago. Uh, was ranked nineteenth nationally. Um, hadn't got really got an opportunity to play too much at Georgia because Georgia stacks their roster so much. Mm-hmm. Now he's going coming to Purdue where he should be one of their two starting corners and should um, be number one theoretically. That was a nice Chris nice Christmas present uh, mm-hmm. on Monday. So I'm excited about that. And then this week also Purdue has added today actually uh, Joshua Sales, who um, is from Carmel. Uh, was an Indiana Hoosier, so now uh, he's coming over. Brownsburg. Brownsburg, that's Brownsburg, right. Yeah. Brownsburg, that's what you said. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the other next kid I'm going to talk about yep. is from Carmel, yep. right? Yep. Uh, but but Sales was an Indiana Hoosier, so now he's coming over to the good side and giving Purdue. Purdue's done a good job, I think, on the offensive line. I mean, yeah. I don't. I think the kid from Ball State's going to be legit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good a lot of these guys are, but I don't care. Stash bodies, yeah, give mean, me down. Kid from Notre Dame. I mean, he has potential yep. to be. I mean, he hasn't played a snap in college football, but I mean, like he was four star coming out of high school. You know, he went to Notre Dame. Like you, you just don't, you know, make your you just don't accidentally find yourself in Notre Dame. Like they want you, you go there for a reason. Um, so as long as he can be healthy, I mean, that could be huge. Um, so yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't really complain at all about the off. I mean, the fact that you know going into the offices are like offensive line has to be a priority, and Walters. Thankfully, was thinking the exact same thing because yep. that's essentially it's like the first. I feel like the first like three or four portal commitments were all offensive linemen, yep. um, which is exactly what we needed. Um, now, obviously, it remains to be seen how good these guys are, but um, you know, again, you can't fault them for going out there and doing as best he could. So, I chuckled. One of my uh, IU friends um, caught wind of sales coming to Purdue and texted me. Said Sigs Sigs must not think he's any good. And I want to say, yeah, Sigs needs to worry about just staying awake behind the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> um, first, first and foremost. Uh, but, uh, and Purdue also got a, another transfer in the portal today. Uh, big time jump coming from Division Three in Franklin College. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not know how to pronounce this individual's name. Not even going to try. <laughs> uh, Jair Ojada. Uh, probably butchered sure. that. Which, which not real bad. I apologize, <laughs> but he's a defensive lineman and he was good enough at Franklin in division three level to have some NFL scouts attending his games. So mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I mean, he looks at I me, mean, he looks huge. Um, mm-hmm. So you just hope, you know, hopefully he can get here uh, now essentially and show up for a second semester. We can at least get, you know, get another semester in the weight room, the weight, weight program. Um, sound like he will be a depth piece though. On the, on the on the defensive line, which I mean, again, you just need need bodies. <laughs> yeah, Ben Ben Farrell was a depth de- piece this year, coming from from an NAIA school, Indian Westland, end up having to play, and I thought he held his own. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes all these guys needs a shot, and they were just yeah. It goes back to that high know, school. You, you look at you know something. It's like you know, obviously, yes, the the Greens who are coming from Georgia and were four or five, so it's obviously a you know very appealing, but it's also, you know, hey, he hasn't played essentially a whole lot. Like, would you rather take him or would you rather take the guy who's played a ton, you know, maybe at a MAC level or even a Division two, Division three level, but been productive, you know, can you, you know, can you coach them up to the next level sort of thing? So it's kind of that balancing act of finding those guys that can do, that hopefully both of them work out. Yeah. Yeah, I, sorry, I was on, I'm on Twitter and I, uh, the Browns Jets is off the, 14-7 start already, and Joku for the Browns already has 113 receiving yards in the first quarter for tight end. Not that it matters, but he's on my fantasy bench because <laughs> <laughs> my season's over. <laughs> yeah, he's in last against you though. Yeah, my team just crapped down their leg at late in the season. I'll take the blame though. I'll take the blame. Uh, not enough Purdue guys on my roster. Right. Uh, need need to have Raheem Mostert. Um, but. Yeah, this this portal. I mean, I know people are probably getting tired of us talking about it, but it, it's it's changing. I mean, week to week, there's more coming out. Portal guys going in, guys going out, guys finding their destinations, guys coming to Purdue. Um, and really, we won't know our complete roster until fall camp. I mean, even your roster going into spring ball, there's a good chance after spring ball you're going to lose some guys. It happened to Purdue mm-hmm. last year. You know, yep. guys. And I don't fault guys who do that. Usually they go in the spring and at least they're going to try to compete in a position battle or something. Then they figure, ah, I mm-hmm. can't beat this guy out. I'm going to go somewhere else. But 
I expect by the time we have this podcast next week, Purdue's maybe landed one or two more transfer portal targets, and then they're probably going to be done. I think they're going to try to add another wide receiver. Yeah. And maybe one more piece on defense, and then they'll, they'll probably call it a wrap for now. So, but yeah, no, besides the scoring news, I, I thought it was a real good month for Purdue football, but that definitely stings. And um, we'll see where he lands. Hopefully it's not Louisville. Uh, or anywhere in the Big Ten, that would stink. Too. Right? Yeah, that would um, really. Suck. Which I have not even heard that. I I would hope he wouldn't do that, but hey, T.J. Sheffield did that, but he went back home, but he still did that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we'll, we'll welcome him uh, next year when we're across the field from him. I don't remember if that's in Ross State or, or Spartan Stadium. I don't recall. I can't remember. I think it's a Spartan Stadium for some reason. Okay. But, um, but Webby, being the last Boiler Break pot of 2023, I thought we'd kind of talk about. The year that was for Purdue men's basketball and Purdue football in 2023. Um, when you look back on 2023, what's I, I think I know the answer to this question, but <laughs> what's going to be the thing that sticks out most in in, in your memory? Oh. Do yeah. it. Pull the trigger. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the FDU loss. Yeah. I mean, that was. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, leading up to that, though, it was cool to see. You know, again, like it kind of like kind of stuttered on the way to it but winning you know conference by three games was two three it was three games three. right then winning the big 10 tournament um was just incredible again coming from a team that you know coming to the year was picked anywhere from you know sixth to ninth i feel like uh we were hoping again to say if we can <laughs> if we were an eight seed i'd be happy you know that sort of thing and then having the year that it was um you know you look at you know lost to indiana twice which sucked um but again, still win the league by three games. Um, Edie was national player of the year. National player of the year, which it just sucks because I felt like so much of the FDU game hung over all of that. To where like I feel like, I mean, maybe just me as a fan couldn't enjoy it as much because it's like a, anything you saw about him, you know, any award he won, anything he, anything about Edie, as great as it was, it was always like you look at the comments or any any conversation that was had on a podcast or whatever it was like. National player of the year, you know, unfortunately, you know, they were bounced early by 16 seed and that sort of thing. So just, I hope for his sake when he, he can repeat again this year and we have a much better result in March and April. Yes. Um, or I should say in 2024. Um, but yeah, that, that, that loss definitely actually one is mad looking back and I had some stuff going on at the time. So it was kind of like big picture stuff didn't really, it made it put it in perspective, which was nice at the time. But wow, that was lousy. <laughs> yes. And yes. I don't know, maybe that's maybe helped me like for this year. Um, because like again, I look back at you know 2021, 2022, going into that season, we knew we we're gonna be good with Ivy and Ed. We didn't know we we're gonna be that good. Um, number one good at one point. But I remember just like every like every game was just such a nerve-wracking experience. Um every that was, was awful. That it was, was like, it, like it sounds like it was the same way like with the team again. It was like it was new territory, I think, for for Purdue, um, just because yeah. we hadn't really, at least especially like under the. I mean, I guess Painter had kind of had that with the baby boilers, but we're never number one. No, um, no. and you know, having a guy like like Ivy hadn't really had a guy like that really ever. Oh, uh, I feel but, bad for him right now. God, <laughs> I saw I saw him on Twitter. It was like pray for Jaden Ivy. He's not sick. He just plays for the Pistons. <laughs> My God, God they stink. Yeah. Um, I remember just, yeah, that year was just like, I couldn't enjoy wins because it was just like, it was almost like a relief just to win. It was just like, okay, like, I remember like the Ohio State game. Like, I know you were at that game. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know it would have been different had, had I been there. I would have definitely, like, but I remember like when that, when he hit that shot, like, I didn't even cheer. I was just like, thank God. <laughs> like, it was just more like, it was awesome. But at the same time, it's like, because we cho- we were choking. We choked. I mean, we were yeah. choking hardcore. <laughs> I forget yeah. who that freshman was for Ohio State. He jumped pro, and he was killing us. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know you're talking about. Yeah, and they also had um, oh, they, they had their other guy who was like a forward um, center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking on his I name. I can't think he, of their guys. He, but yeah, he, he was uh, solid that year. Like, because um, he kind of yeah. Um, but like for that, it was just like thank God we won that. Like I think, and then you know any loss was like. This is this is why this team's not going to make it far in March. That whole thing, and you know the Texas. I mean, so that really sucked. And so 
like when, when it was almost like relief when the season was over it's like we just i don't have to worry about that anymore um last year was you know it kind of got that way towards the end so it was just like yeah it was just like kind of starting to stumble a little bit yeah and, and i think it's also just you know again i think it was going back to maybe just the mentality like they even though they were the hunted, they maybe didn't feel like they actually truly were like, you know, like, Oh, wow. Are, why are they, you know, why are we getting everybody's best game? That sort of thing. Like they didn't really come ready for that. I don't, I don't know if that's really what it is, but that's just kind of how it felt sometimes of like, you know, these places are juice when you come in cause you have the number one ranking next to your name and um, just feel like we weren't ready for the moment, but this, that's why this team feels a little bit different because they, they know what they are and they know when they go to these places that, you know, they're expecting that. So hopefully that bodes well for them. As the year goes on, but I don't know if maybe going back to what I was trying to talk about was I think the 16 seed loss might have helped because it's just like it really can't get any worse. No, no, it <laughs> so can't be hurt like, any worse than that. It's just no. like I, that was always kind of my biggest fear. It was almost kind of like just as a fan being done, like I don't want a number one seed because I don't want that possibility of us losing to a 16. And as soon as it happens, first time in my life that I remember that it happened. So it's like, okay, um, well, that <laughs> that happened and you know, obviously they hear about it and I, I am happy to hear that like you know they, they still talk about it and they don't shy away from it like so you hopefully that you know that mentality hopefully bodes well again down the line um but that definitely dominated the uh the conversation um for the year for sure which was annoying but i mean it is what it is can't do anything about it live up to you i assume it's the 16 seed yeah that would be uh besides that just Ryan Walters era started yeah. Ryan Walters era. I mean, I know it didn't go as we were all hoping for an eight, but there was still some positive signs. And, and just whenever you get a new era of football, it's exciting. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, in this time, what was so different was Purdue was having to replace a coach that left on his own desire. It wasn't a coach mm-hmm. who got fired, which mm-hmm. you and I had or never retired or retired yeah. or retired. Yeah. You and yeah. I, besides Tiller retiring, we never experienced that. And yeah. Purdue as a whole hadn't re- experienced that in, I don't know, since the 80s, 70s, 80s. Because yeah. um, every other coach was fired in between. So, um, yeah, and just going totally different with a defensive-minded head coach, a young head coach, mm-hmm. uh, just totally trying something completely different. And Jerry's still out, but I like I like the way some well, things are moving. Then, then you couple that with, you know, the whole Rossade renovations, like a – Having yeah. you know, essentially what felt like a new stadium, which they had, you know, that all that kind of excitement, you know, kind of all culminating in one, you know, True. in one year, which is really cool. Um, you know, I think this even like going to just like the things of, you know, wearing the throwback unis, you know, multiple games there was really even cool. Even though the players hated them. They did? I didn't hear that. You, you know, that's why we switched back to the old ones. The players were complaining they were too tight. Intr- I didn't fit, know that. The okay. fit was too tight, so that's why we started wearing the black, the old older black ones at home. Okay, which we're in new ones this next year. So yeah, new. new I, three I, new I did sets. not hear that. Home yeah. away and alternative. Alter, yep. al- oh, no. Alternate. Alternate. Jeez, I cannot talk tonight. Alternate. So the big. So yeah. really, the the most important question of that is, are they going to be featured in the new NCAA football game? They better next summer. <laughs> oh man, I can't. <laughs> if if EA Sports doesn't come out with a game after already promising all this NIL stuff, which they have no reason not to come out with a game now, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be furious. Yeah, I'm gonna be furious. But um, but yeah, that um, fan support, awesome. Oh, in basketball awesome. and football, awesome. Yeah, I mean, basketball's been that way. For, I mean, which has been cool, but just to see you know, the football team. I mean, I go back probably the, the biggest one, obviously the beginning of the year, you know, you expect it with new coach, all that, you know, sure. first couple of games, you know, people are excited. Um, but then, you know, obviously we, we kind of stumbled, you know, October was brutal. Um, but then you kind of fast forward to that Minnesota game where yeah. we're pretty sitting at four and six, four and, or no, we're sitting at two and two, two and, and two and six, two and seven, something like that. Two and five. Two I and don't remember. S- two and seven. Two and yeah, seven. so like, so we're we're not making a bowl, and the place was almost sold out. Yeah, like it was incredible. Um, and then the showed, bucket game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously weather plays a big part into that type of game, but even, but it was still like, was you know, I can attend, but it was packed. Uh, it was awesome. And that was a three and eight versus three and eight game. Yeah, and it was packed. It was just incredible. I, it, it gives me hope for the future. Yeah. and and I know Purdue basketball tickets are hard to come by. They're not mm-hmm. they're not very cheap either. And Purdue football is still relatively affordable, even though 
most sections are raising the value a little bit next year, mainly because there's six home games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but your home game slate is a lot, it's a lot stronger better. next it's year lot than better. this year. Yeah. I'd say the, the big ticket this year was Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, next year you have Notre Dame, which is mm-hmm. always fun. Well, not their fans coming into town, but <laughs> getting an opportunity to beat them is always fun. You got Penn State coming in. Um, Does Oregon come to town? Oregon, thank you. I was trying yeah. to think. Yeah, I don't know how many fans will travel from Eugene, but that's still another big time program. So, yeah, yeah. And it's just cool. It's just a new team. It's always I feel it's always exciting to see a new team in yeah. Ross Aid, like whether it's a Fresno State or Oregon State, or oh, yeah, it's true. We have. It's been a while. Um, oh wait, lost in overtime. Then lost. Yeah. I mean, actually, I'll, I'll be excited next time like Penn State comes. Back. I haven't seen Penn State in person in like a decade. Did you <laughs> not go busy. to the opener last year? Oh wait, just kidding. You're right. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. But no, I, I know like, that's October. Yeah. But that's a team besides Wisconsin. That's the team that's that produced number the most. Yeah. Penn like State. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. And in 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 with the addition to Oregon. Washington, UCLA, and USC. I know we don't play like both of them in the same year, but we play one each of the next four years. Um, it'll be fun to see some of them, some of them come to town mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm trying to think of just like I mean, basketball. I mean, hanging on to Edie was huge. Yep. Um, you know, getting Lance Jones and just the <laughs> the discourse on the message boards about getting the a guy like that when you know they we should have gotten somebody else and yada yada and every time. Yeah, I've loved Lance so far. I mean, he's been he awesome. He fits him perfect. He fits him perfectly. Um, yeah, and obviously signing this great recruiting class for football and basketball this mm-hmm. year is, was awesome. Um, it just yeah, it feels like I mean, especially basketball. I mean, like this the just feels like I I always kind of feel like <laughs> like this team is always you know what, what, you know is this the best team we're going to see? And then I feel like the next year always yeah. surpasses that. So I hope that trend continues because. Um, yeah, I mean, six guys, six kid recruiting classes, huge. So we'll have a lot of new faces next year, which will be exciting. Um, different look, for sure. Um, but I just, I mean, I feel like I really feel, I feel very comfortable with where this state of both program, football and basketball is right now and the trajectory right now. Because I think what Walter's doing on the recruiting trail and what he's doing in the portal, um, getting some legit guys, I think it's awesome. Um, and But obviously, I mean, football is, is just a whole other beast nowadays with, New new conference foes and all that. Like, so interesting to see, you know, what the level of like what is deemed successful at Purdue, you know, in the next couple of years. Like, it used to be just like, you know, bare minimum make a bowl. Um, but, but if we and, think that Ryan Walters is going to lower his expectations, hell no. Nope. Yeah. He's too much of a competitor. Yeah. Which is great. I actually saw something. It wasn't the, it might have been the message boards of like, because we've seen some. Like, I didn't even realize Minnesota made a bowl game until I, they were Five playing yesterday. Yeah, it's like, oh, we beat that. That could have been we, us if we, if we won one more game. I think our whatever – what's that three initial? I, yeah, I know. But I know ours Charmont, was higher than theirs, so we might have yeah. been picked for a bowl. Yeah. It's like – because some of these games have been pretty bad um, just because of, like, yeah. you know, having to pick a team that you – know, like, Virginia Tech made a bowl. I was like, I, yep. I didn't realize they made a bowl game either. Yep. Uh, so two teams pretty beat made a bowl. Um, and one – a bowl game. I think Virginia Tech. Did Virginia Tech win? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I've tech. been really uh, bad at following the Bulls because with yeah. all the players opting out and, yeah. and players leaving for NIL, besides the college football playoff, I've been pretty disinterested this year. Yeah, yeah I really. I did. I, I did. I did, I did keep. I did keep track of the Louisville game last night. Though, so. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I saw someone say like, you know, instead of like doing that, they should. Because like the bowl, it's not like the NCAA. It's like it's not an NCAA sanctioned thing. Like the bowls just be able to just pick like, you know, who do they want to have in their bowl? Because it's like because at that point, like you know, why you know, I feel like a four and eight, you know, Purdue team might be better than having you know a five and seven ACC team or some team that like so like from a conference that sucked this year, but just you know because they beat up on you know yeah. or a team like Purdue who maybe challenged themselves more in the non-con versus a team who got three you know cupcake wins and only two conference wins. Like, is that better? Like, should they be able to choose versus like, oh, you have to have this arbitrary benchmark? I agree with you, but I the problem I think they'd run into is what if you have like a four and eight or five and seven Purdue and a ten and two Toledo, and you take that Purdue team over a ten win Toledo, then yeah, yeah, you know where do you draw the line? I mean, because right. because Liberty yeah. they're in a Power Six bowl or a Big Six New Year's Six bowl this year. 
their schedule's so easy going forward, and they got pretty good talent. They yeah. could make that thing pretty routine, routinely. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I do like like what you said there. I think there's a definite uh, argument and discussion to be had. But yeah. I don't know. There's too many bowls. There's been too many bowls <laughs> yeah. in years when you're having to take five and seven yeah. teams. Even though, you know, Purdue has benefited a lot from six and six and making bowls in their history. Mm-hmm. I was a proponent at one time to where you have to be seven and five, have mm-hmm. a winning record to make a bowl. But yeah. if you did that now, you not even feel near enough. Uh, teams for a bowl. So. No. Yeah. But also, um, volleyball team, I know they lost to Oregon in the NCAA tournament, but they're young. They get pretty much everybody they back. Like year, they ni- sh- it's like, I see Shondell tweet. I want to say he almost said like 99% of their scoring from this last year. Yeah, I think they lose back. like, I think they lose one or two players. Yeah, which is incredible. Uh, so they should be really good. I mean, they had an amazing freshman this past year. She was fun mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, it's amazing me in volleyball. Well, really, any college sport, but especially volleyball, they can come right in from high school, and it's like they've been there for three years. Yeah, they're just ready to go. Um, I'm really bad at keeping up with a lot of the non-revenue sports, so I'm gonna forget mm-hmm. some, and I feel bad. But the wrestler we had that knocked off the number one defending champ from Iowa was mm-hmm. a huge deal. I don't think you know, I don't follow amateur wrestling very closely, so I don't think at the time I realized how big of a deal it was. But the more yeah. I read about it, I mean, that was a big, big time upset. Yeah, it was like one, one against four. So you're thinking four is pretty good, which he was, but that was that was against a dude who doesn't lose at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, women's soccer got a new head, new head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know much. I tried reading a little bit about him. Uh, don't know a whole lot about all that, but I mean, again, it's always kind of again exciting when you get a new, yeah, new person at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Gerald's continued to do her thing on the recruiting trail. I think she's got basketball, women's basketball in a good spot. Um, so we're to kind of track how that goes. And yeah, I feel like every, I think every, really everything's in a good spot for the most part. Yep. In the I agree. So I agree. We could be in a much worse spot for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, um, I want to remind everybody that the uh, Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom. Uh, Mad Mushroom has been serving Boilermakers since 1993, and they're located in Hard West Lafayette and known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever I, Evan, Andrew visit, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer by trying out their latest pizza of the month, which you can still get the December pizza of the month, only a few more days, but it's the perfect thing to get on New Year's Eve. Nobody wants to cook on New Year's Eve. Pizza makes the perfect uh, addition for your uh, New Year's Eve party, or if you're just having a relaxing New Year's Eve, whatever you're doing, can't go wrong with pizza. And the December piece of the month is Josh's biggie, Josh's big cheesy chicken enchilada, <laughs> red enchilada sauce topped with grilled chicken, mozzarella, and cheddar cheeses, and finished with a white queso drizzle and freshly chopped cilantro, starting at $14. So next time you're in town, stop in, tell them the boiler breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. And any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can also use the coupon code BREAK5. That's all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, to claim your discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And that's not the only sponsor of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. I will let Evan tell you about our other great sponsor. Yeah, hopefully uh, a lot of you we got, got your new, new Purdue gear. And hopefully that gear came from the shop. The shop's been making hometown apparel since 2011. Uh, started in you know their garage and had worked their way up to two brick and mortar stores in the Indianapolis area, and also their you know entire online catalog, online reach, online retailer. Uh, they make super comfortable shirts. I'm wearing the kind of the drum script hoodie and the shirt underneath it. I was going to wear just a t-shirt, but it's very cold in this room that I'm recording in. <laughs> so I had to throw on a hoodie, um, and it's an incredibly comfortable hoodie. I don't want to take it off. Um, but they make incredible shirts, whether it's for the you know Purdue, Indiana, Butler, DePaul, Wabash. Uh, Indiana State, I'm trying to other schools they've got Ball licenses State. with Ball State, they got official licenses with. So it's not just some, you know, knockoff stuff. This is officially licensed with Purdue. Um, they've got hats. Tanner's wearing a hat right now. Um, they've got drinkware. They've got, um, gosh, they've got you know, all things Indiana pop culture. Just you know, Indiana State parks. Just a lot of fun stuff. They had some great really Pacers cool, collection. Like, Great Pacers collection, um, Indianapolis footballs. I think is what they call it. <laughs> I don't know if they have yeah. official license yet. Um, 
yeah, they're just, I mean, it's an incredible store. Um, if you're in, if you're in, in, in Indianapolis area, uh, they've got one in Carmel, they've got one in the broader pool area, or if you're, you know, still shop, if you want to shop online, you can go to the shopindy.com, use promo code breakdown for 25% off your first order. Um, they just came out with a kind of a new coach, Katie line, and even some new Purdue basketball, some new basketball shirts too, that just launched. So go out and get them. Um, great. They're always running deals, whether it's free shipping, other percentage off, like check them out. They're great people that pretty run. Um, so they're, and we, we love having them on. Um, I'm excited to have them on for another year. Amen to that Webby. Well, it's been a fun 2023 on the mm-hmm. pod. Like always looking forward to an even better 2024. Uh, let's start it off uh, tomorrow night, even though it's still in 2023 mm-hmm. against the uh, Colonels and let's boiler up hammer down. Boiler up. <laughs>